0: In a previous episode, we talked with Greg Ellison about his organization, Fearless Dialogues. What you couldn't see was his clothing. Greg often sports a bow tie and a baseball cap. In this bonus episode, you'll learn how Greg's baseball caps and bow ties represent who he is and where he comes from. You're listening to The Distillery at Princeton Theological Seminary. Baseball caps and bow ties, together at last.
1: Together at last. So... People very rarely ask. I hope you cut this down. I don't know if you're going to keep all this stuff. No. Uh, So my grandfather had a fourth grade education. Dub Simpson. Willie Dub Simpson was his name. Sharecropper from Mississippi. One of my most esteemed teachers I learned a lot from Caps and Dykstra and Cornell West and Eddie Glaude and you know Deborah Hunsinger, Kinder Dean, all of these folks here at Princeton. I learned a lot from them. I'm not sure if it amounts to a thimbleful of what I learned from my grandfather, who had a fourth grade education. Yeah. So my grandfather wore hats every day.
0: Baseball caps?
1: Hats. Brims. My uncles, on both sides of the family, but primarily, so that's my maternal grandfather. My uncles all wear hats or caps daily. My son wears caps now. You'll also notice that I have this this button on my lapel. I did notice. I call them ancestor buttons. I wear them over the left side of my body, over my heart, wherever I go. This is part about being an integrated person. I wear a baseball cap, whether it is teaching in a community center, in a large housing project, or teaching in Stewart Hall with 200 ministers. I wear a baseball cap. To remind me of from whence I came. I told my grandfather before he died, I'm taking I'm taking you with me all over the world. And so, yeah, they're stylish. You know, I have maybe 60 hats. And I match them to my outfits mm-hmm. because I just like the, the 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 artistry of it. You know, they match bow ties. So, you know, it, it becomes fun. It's a way of living out, you know, my inner playful side but there's a much more serious route to it. When I stand before a group of CEOs with my baseball cap, my grandfather, who was a sharecropper in Mississippi and who made a decision in Mississippi in the 1930s, that all of my children will go to college and not a single one of them will pick a piece of cotton, not ever meeting a person, in his family who had gone to college in 1930. He made the decision that all of my kids would go to college. I am the manifestation of his prayers and dreams. Long before I was even born, he made that confession. And so it is my responsibility to bring him with me and to dream like he did for generations that are not even here. And so I am operating in the ancestral wisdom and presence of a man with a fourth grade education here at Princeton, and I'm happy to do it. Yeah, what, I got, I got really about animated about that. What about the bow tie? Well, the, bow, the bow tie is of less significance. Is that just because you like it? it? It's just like, you know, th- they're different. You know, there's some flair to it. Yeah. I, I come from Atlanta where, you know, we have our own sense of style. And um and, and so there is a, a kind of artistry around that too. And, uh, you know, I was by far not the best dresser in my high school. You know, walking down the hallway in high school was a form of walking down a runway. And so um, and I certainly couldn't afford, and my parents were not going to pay for me to look that nice in high school, but it's something that was kind of born in the DNA. And it's, uh, you know, there, there's a, 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 I was talking to a, a hairstylist many years ago, and he says, Greg, creativity goes out. And so you have to think about the fact that I am operating within systems on a daily basis that are pretty rigid, you know. Uh, there's theoretical rigidity. There's institutional rigidity uh, in terms of conformity. I I noticed when I walk into the room as a black man, you know, I'm often one of the few there. I have a PhD from an Ivy League institution, you know, so I'm already being looked at, right? Uh, And then you put on a baseball cap and a bow tie, it even makes greater intrigue. But the thing that I also recognize is Hypervisibility at times can be a gift. Particularly if you can leave the people who are gazing upon you with questions. Man, that's different. A bow tie and a baseball cap. What's his story? They're invitations.
0: And you're creating spaces those And I'm for those creating questions.
1: spaces, right? There's an invitation. What, who is that person on your button? That's Gordon Parks. Who was Gordon Parks? An artist, a famous photographer, an activist, who used pictures to tell a story of a community that was unseen. Wow, I wasn't expecting that. I thought it was just a button on your lapel. Why you wear the hat? Because my grandfather, fourth grade education. He wore hats. I mean, they're invitations for conversation. You've
0: been listening to The Distillery. Interviews are conducted by me, Sherry Osting. I'm Garrett Mastowski, and I'm in charge of production. And I'm Christy Holly, and I'm the creative designer. Like what you're hearing? Let us know by rating us on iTunes. The Distillery podcast is part of The Thread, a production of Princeton Theological Seminary's Office of Continuing Education. You can find more episodes and other content at thethread.ptsem.edu. Thanks for listening.